Welcome to the Sleep Talking series, where we have honest conversations with parents and professionals about their babies and children's sleep. Sleep is such a hugely important part of our lives for our health, little ones' development, and our all-round well-being and happiness. When babies come along, our sleep is temporarily disrupted, but too many people let this deprivation continue on for many months or years, when in fact it could be much better much sooner. Let's hear from those who know. Here we go with this episode of Sleep Talking. So today I'm really excited to be joined by Georgina. She is a mum of three boys and I actually helped her years ago with her eldest and she's here to talk with us and have a straight up conversation about what it's like raising three little ones and the journey of sleep with her children. So Georgina, welcome. Hi. Hi, it's great to have you on. Thank you for um, me. You're welcome. Yeah, I know. It's great to, great to talk to you. So remind me, how old is your oldest now? So Felix is six and a half. Yeah. Um, Deb is five next month and Rafe is eight months old. So they certainly wow. keep me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> eight months. So yeah, that's a handful. And do they tend to get on pretty well? Yeah, most of the time. They, they, have, they have little arguments, but they're over and done with very quickly. That's good. That's good. Excellent. I can't believe Felix is six already. He was only, what, about six months or something like that? Yeah, when, six, um, seven months. Yeah. yeah Crazy. Sleep. I know, it really is. And is there anything, I've got to ask you, is there anything you feel you found that you took from our time working together and getting Felix sleeping well that has served you with, or like, with the others or do you feel they've been very different? Um, I think as a general rule is to trust your instincts because I think yes. you know you know your child so well so sometimes I'll think oh he's tired and then someone might say to me oh he doesn't seem tired but I think well I know mm. and I really think yeah. he is and then I won't put him down for a nap and then half an hour later he's kicking off and I think I knew he was tired I should have yeah. like listened to myself because actually I, I know them best yeah Definitely. So I think, yeah, I've just, I've just run with that. I'd say that's the, the most similar thing with all three of them is just to always trust that I know them best. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because they can, it can be deceiving, can't it? Some little ones just don't show signs of being tired. Yeah. And so to an outsider won't look tired or seem tired, but you know that, okay, they've been up for several hours and I know that they yeah. will be tired even if they don't lick it. And yeah, definitely, you know. Especially you know like... Child with Rafe he turns into a bit of a chatterbox when he's tired so okay. he'll be blubbering away and everyone's laughing and joking and thinking it's sweet and I think oh I really need you all to go home because I need him to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because Aww. I know that he's tired I know that means he's tired but to everyone else it just seems like he's you know being really funny and chatty um, yeah and I think no you need to go to sleep yeah yeah definitely how how do they differ how have the three boys differed because you know when you think about this they're they're all boys they've all had the same upbringing you know they have the same parental input and everything um but how have you found them you know they differ because of their own unique little characters yeah it's really interesting I think Felix is always sort of trying to work things out anyway so he was the same with sleep he really refused it um 
he would fight his naps to the bitter end. Um, yeah. Whereas Seb and Rafe have actually quite enjoyed their sleep. Like Seb would love naps up until he was three or four. He would still go for an afternoon nap. Um, mm. Whereas Felix sort of dropped his nap at around two and a half. Mm. Um, whereas, and Rafe again, he's just, he's loved sleep. He's never really fought it. Like if he's overtired, he will let me know. But mm most of the time he's more than happy to go to sleep and he's quite laid back by nature like he's mm -hmm. quite he's quite chilled anyway so I can definitely tell with his sleep he's just he's just happy to go he's happy to go which makes yeah. my life a lot easier definitely it sounds like you're really on the ball with it as well though and I expect that helps you probably don't even yeah, know your definitely. own strengths in terms of well, the knowledge I mean, like, you've got first time round there were things that you told me that I've thought why, why isn't this in a book somewhere? Like, yeah. why are you not told this? Like, just simple snippets of information that would make my life so much easier. And I mean, yeah. I used to be scared of being at home with Felix on my own first time, because I thought, this is horrendous. He's just mm. moaning all the time. And it was actually because he was tired, but I couldn't work out what it was. I thought, oh, was he, is he overstimulated? Do I need to do more with him? And I thought, no, he's six months old. <laughs> he doesn't actually yeah. need, need an awful lot. Um, yeah, so it's, I think, you know, and this time round, you know, Rafe, you know, third time round, of course, with Seb, I ended up getting diagnosed with postnatal depression as well. So that was like a whole other spanner thrown in the works that I had to sort of yeah. navigate my way through as well. Um, mm. And it's quite refreshing this time to have the experience of being a mum third time round and mm. a stable mental health. <laughs> so I feel like yeah. I've, this time round is the first time I feel like I've had it, I had a real round circle of being able to approach it um probably in the best way probably so mm. um mm. i think rafe has had to fall into better sleep patterns because we've had to and we've been a lot more relaxed so sort of if he wakes mm. up at night and he's just chatting to himself whereas first time i'd be like oh my goodness he's awake i need to see to him straight away if he's mm. just chatting he's happy i tend to leave him to be honest yeah. and He's Nine times out of ten, yeah. I mean, the other day he had a party at one o'clock in the morning, but he was <laughs> chatting away, and by one forty-five he'd fallen back asleep. And I think sometimes if I'm quick, too quick to go in there, that actually sort of startles him, and then mm. he'll start moaning. So, but first time mm. round, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't sort of know any of those things, and I would really worry and panic. So, I mm. think this time it's a combination of Rafe being quite chilled and mm. me trusting my instincts a hundred percent um and and not panicking really sort of just being mm. a bit more laid back about it i wonder which comes first though i wonder if he's more chilled because you're more chilled no, because very... you say you're not panicking you're not rushing in you're not worrying too much you're feeling quite calm about it and maybe that in turn helps him to be calm i mean who knows yeah, he, which, might, he <laughs> might feed off of it it is it is mm. really interesting um mm. So it's probably a bit of both. I think he's quite, he's quite calm by nature. He's certainly the only yeah. baby I've been able to leave on a mat and he'll play with his toys. Um, yeah. He's definitely a little more placid. So, and yeah. yeah, just a combination of also, I've got two other boys to see too. So if I put him down for his nap and he's having a bit of a moan, by the time I've seen to the other ones, yeah. nine times he's fallen back asleep anyway, <laughs> because I, I can't get to him in time. 
It's fascinating because he's, you, you know, and when you have more than one and you have got to see to others, it, you, you feel so much more okay about making the baby wait a minute. You know, you know they're mm. safe. They're, they're having yeah. a bit of a moan. And yes, they would like your assistance, but you're like, yep, okay, I've just got to finish doing this thing or that thing. Yeah, and sometimes it's changing a toddler's nappy. And but, you know, I see this all the time, but actually it, it's almost like when you're doing that, you give yourself that permission to wait mm. and then you go to like you said sometimes you go to him and he's already back to sleep but when you're a first-time mum every second feels like you've got to almost like pin yourself down to not go rushing straight in because it's it's yeah. instinctive isn't it of course it is yeah but. of course and it's as you say it's it's almost like you haven't got an excuse not to go and get them because you're you, straight you're away to, yeah to go straight away so I used to sort yeah. of used to think oh I'll have a shower while he's doing that bit so I'm sort of like distracted and occupied or or something like that just so I'd almost yeah like have a reason not to be able to rush to him straight away Mm. yeah because otherwise I think we end up making ourselves feel bad it's like well why aren't I going straight to them and that that, that's somehow bad but actually sometimes I think we are too quick to rush and it sabotages Mm. a little one's ability to develop that comfortability with being on their own for a minute and being okay yeah, and self-regulating we take it for granted don't we that we just know how to manage ourselves and we know how to fall asleep and mm. it's not really something you think you have to teach your little one mm-hmm. um i think that's a big common misconception with sort yeah. of the whole sleep training agenda is that you know that it's this really negative thing and it's not it can be this really positive helpful experience Definitely. um and there's so many different ways and varia- variations of it. Um, and actually, I think what I took away from it is I know he's I know he's safe. I know he's fed. I know he's got a dry nappy. He's in a safe environment. Um, yeah. I know he needs to go to sleep. Therefore, I'm being a good mum in yeah. teaching him how to get himself to sleep and, and how to self-regulate. And it's again, it's it's one of those things you don't think you'd ha- you have to do with a baby, but it certainly mm. helps him, and it also helps mm. me be a better mum because I've got a little bit of sanity left. Absolutely, it's it's amazing how many mums um you know f- sort of go into that depression path, whether it be postnatal or just general loneliness. Um, and, and a lot of the time it's, it's down to lack of sleep and mm. of course babies wake and newborns wake in the night we know that we expect that but sometimes that goes on for many months longer than it needs yeah. to and leaves people in a, a state of sleep deprivation that's just not necessary to endure mm-hmm. and that's where I think the awareness needs to be you know shouted from the rooftops that it, it could be somewhat better than it is um and like you said actually sometimes by not taking action you're doing your child a disservice because Mm -hmm. they they want that ability to sleep soundly and to get that healthy sleep um and they need us to guide them and show them the way and like we do with everything else we teach them in life yeah absolutely and i think it's you know i think sometimes we undervalue taking care of ourselves as well and if by your little one sleeping more you've got more me time I mean I say to everyone all the time sleep sleep training saved my marriage like I had no relationship with my husband whatsoever at the time because we were just both taking it in terms of bouncing in and out of the room you know Mm. as soon as we put Felix to sleep we just both be on edge we couldn't relax Mm. um 
and you know it's, it's a massive culture shock when you have your first baby anyway to, to your relationship mm. so yeah you know to know as soon as Felix started sleeping I felt like I had a bit of me again and I think as a mum and as a woman you need to feel yourself before you can feel like you can you know have more time for, for other people as well so mm. to just to just have that I don't know it'd usually be an hour before I fell asleep in the evenings anyway <laughs> myself yeah. but yeah. you know it's just I look forward to it and I love that there's an end to my day and that's you know probably you, you're meant to enjoy in every minute of your children but to to be able to count down to six seven o'clock and think this is when I get my bit of time is yeah. priceless <laughs> it is and it's so important like you said though taking care of ourselves because when you're in a good state and it's like the old analogy of you know fitting your own mask before helping others but when you're in a good state mentally and physically with energy you're gonna be like you said a better mum um, and so actually it's not selfish when you know, sometimes people say well I think my child's okay and oh, I can suck it up and I can soldier on and I think well no but how much better would it be for everybody if you weren't just sucking it up if you were actually thriving and you were being you know full of all the energy and you know, having fun with your child and enjoying it um, yeah. to the level that you could be I always say could because it's not it's not a should it's just it's just yeah. it could be and if if you'd like it to be better it could be so why <laughs> why not and um, actually when you've got when you've got the skill set from the start it's a very gentle transition um yeah I, you know with with Rafe I would start as much I'd still enjoy those cuddles of him falling asleep on me but when he got to around three months you know, I would just start putting him in his bed, in his bed for his nap. So he just yeah. got used to the environment and he'd yeah. moan and I'd pick him up and give him a cuddle. And then when he calmed down, yeah. I'd lay him back down again. And, you know, it doesn't have to be this, um, you know, sort of all or nothing, all or like, nothing approach. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually I haven't had to do, whereas with Felix, I started a lot later uh, with Rafe. There hasn't had to be this sort of like initial program of work, so to speak, to get him mm. to sleep through the night it's just it's been mm. a far more gradual approach yeah because you've been aware because you've got that awareness yeah, and you've it gone, makes such a difference yeah yeah and as a new baby you've enjoyed all those those precious moments and as he's become a little bit more ready and a bit more able you've given him a little bit of an exposure to, to oh here's what it feels like to be put down and it's okay I'm still here and because you've done that gradually and he's had little bits of practice and a little bit of a taste of it he's got there very naturally like you said without a harsh intervention <laughs> yeah um, but it doesn't have to be harsh even if you need an intervention no you know, with Felix I did it I remember yeah, I remember we discussed it with Felix and I wasn't that keen to sort of like leave him. So we did a very gradual approach with him and it, and it still worked um, yeah. amazingly quickly. Like I think at the start of it, you think it's, oh, this is awful. This is going to take so long. And then within days, you can see yeah. a difference in the pattern of their sleep and it's incredible. Mm. Mm. I think people fear things too much in the sense of, oh, well, first of all, they fear things won't work for them. And usually that means they fear that they might not see it through. But mm. I also think people fear that it's going to be hard, like it's going to be some sort of traumatic process. Mm. But most of the time when people are having difficulty, it's pretty traumatic anyway. You know, yeah. they've got battles of you know, tears and upsets going on to the point that it's, you know, making them break anyway so actually it's it's only going to be better um and i think yeah like we said it doesn't have to be all or nothing it's not a case of 
um, you know, do nothing and, and just keep what I always call it doing it for your child, you know, rocking them to yeah. sleep, sleep, cuddling them to sleep, whatever. And that's actually depriving them of developing some skills or, you know, going all in and ignoring them and I mean that's so old-fashioned and if yeah. people think sleep training means you've got to ignore your child well that's not training that's just ignoring you don't need yeah. an expert to tell you to do that if that's what you want to do but um <laughs> it's certainly not not what we do and I, I think yeah I, I would love for more people to understand that actually the healthiest and best thing you can do for your child is to help them and support them as they develop these amazing skills that will benefit the whole family it's it is it's just it's it's so different and sort of when I became pregnant with Rafe people would say to me oh you're looking forward to sleepless nights and I thought well actually it doesn't <laughs> doesn't have to last that long like no. it's 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 a few months and we all know how quickly those first few months go um yeah. and obviously all children have different temperaments and sometimes it takes longer with other children um but for me it was a real control thing I thought with Felix I felt so out of control I remember my trigger point being going out to a party and the host handed me a gin and tonic. And with that, my phone rang and it was my mother-in-law saying he won't go back to sleep. And I had to leave. And I thought, I can't have this. I need to have my life back. And I either listen to him screaming all night and not know what to do. And I end up crying into my pillow or I learn what to do. And I listen to him cry for a few nights, you know, and it all be controlled. And I know what I'm doing with the end goal of the, of him being able to sleep and yeah. that was that was that was my argument in my head and it won <laughs> yeah good great and and that's just it I think we all can get overwhelmed at times and you know, feel like there's a lot going on but when, when you have a little bit of order less mm. chaos a little bit of order and and like you said knowing just knowing what to do having a bit of knowledge about what to do gives you that sense of control which yeah it goes you know it really just knowing what came next as well sort of like Mm. I think because I think with Felix sort of he was three three to two naps at the time we started working together so it was just knowing Mm. oh it's okay because in a few hours he's got another nap and just just having that order to my day and knowing what came next it felt a lot I felt like I had a bit of a sense of achievement which I think sometimes you miss when you're a mum yeah yeah definitely well they don't come with a manual do they and they're also different (laughs) and I think that's the thing because um because they're so they're all so unique for some people it can be relatively straightforward they get lucky if you like they have the kind of little one that has a pretty easygoing temperament um I mean I have a friend who first child was just an absolute dream and I thought to myself she she has no idea how lucky she's she's struck (laughs) with this one and things just seem to slot into place and I think if that's your only experience you can't you almost can't comment (laughs) because you don't know what it's like on the other side yeah um, yeah and whereas for others like you said it can be up to the point that you know I, I speak to people all the time where you know, marriage is on the line um you know health sanity <laughs> depression little mm. one's behavior you know all sorts of things that are really serious things and I think unless you've you've been there you, you don't necessarily know how how bad it can be and it, and it's, it's all it's all consuming sometimes isn't it yeah. when it's all on top of you like that yeah 
yeah definitely and that it there's a light though in the tunnel and that it can be better and too many mm. people think my child is just like this or my child just wakes at 5am every day and it's just yeah. like the way it is and it's like it's not it's not just the way it is it can be resolved and you know I think having that open mind to okay what, what do we do then we can fix this we can make it better definitely yeah so definitely with um three <laughs> the ages that they are um how do you, what are your biggest challenges do you find juggling three uh, you know between eight months and six years what's the biggest um challenge i think being able to give my time to the older ones i'm probably guilty of concentrating on rafe because he's the most neediest i suppose yeah um so i just try and give them my time when he goes for his nap i spend a lot of time trying to shush the other boys though like don't wake him up he's asleep um but i think as he gets older i mean it's lovely to see him like crawling around after the boys now and trying to keep up with them um but yeah like i think especially like given the last three months um the situation we've been in it's, it's been really intense and extreme so especially like yeah. with the homeschooling it's sort of like just trying to give one of them my attention at any one point without sort of like having to rush over to stop one of them arguing or something like that yeah definitely um, I mean hats off to you for that because I mean I've experienced homeschooling the, you know my two um without juggling a baby as well so you just try <laughs> to do that I mean juggling a business as well yeah but it's the different yeah. <laughs> it doesn't cry at me in the same yes. way <laughs> um but yeah two on a homeschool two children and look after a baby wow I mean yeah that was, medal. <laughs> that was quite difficult um I probably opened a few too many bottles of wine earlier than I should have done. (laughs) I think we all have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think they're both, the older two are back at school now. So it's, um, I feel like I've got my routine back a little bit and it's actually quite refreshing to be up and dressed by eight o'clock for a change instead of sitting in my pyjamas by (laughs) ten. And I bet they love being back as well, don't they? And getting a bit more... You know what? It's made such a difference to their behaviour. Their general outlook on life seems to be a lot happier. They were just getting so bored before. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I think we just... They were having bad dreams and waking up a lot. And I think it was just... They didn't really know what was going on in the world. And that was their way of... Definitely. It was a very strange thing. Really strange. I mean, it's nothing normal about being cooped up with the same few people for weeks and weeks on end um, without that variety. I mean, variety is one of the six core human needs. And we were, I think we have all been suffering a massive lack of variety. Um, And I've seen a big spike in children with sleep problems that previously didn't have any. And well, they're just not worn out either. Like mentally, mm. they're not worn out because, you know, we would do homeschooling in the morning, but come two o'clock, they were like, can we watch a film? And I'd usually be like, yeah, okay, then let's mm. stick a film mm. on. And, you know, it just, they, the, the amount they do at school mentally, physically, and it just wasn't mirrored at home. And yeah. I'd off, quite often put them to bed. And my older two asked for a sleepover as so they took and tail. Um, yeah but often they wouldn't be they wouldn't actually feel tired till till eight half eight and their bedtime's usually seven so yeah just yeah it just wasn't fitting no the circadian rhythms the body clock was out Mm. of whack for a lot of people I think and for some it still is but mine are back as well and I've noticed just since they've been back there 
they are more tired and but in a good way in a healthy way yeah, yeah they, they <laughs> so, want to go to bed my two will be yeah. like but I can see they're ready to go to bed and it's it's lovely <laughs> yeah and I think they're appreciating I mean I know mine are appreciating so oh, much definitely. more just, just seeing other people and um mm. you know playing cricket or something they've done and I just think oh gosh there's small things that used to be probably taken for granted um, oh yeah I've been really you know really appreciated now which is I mean I'm waiting yeah. I'm waiting for two weeks down the line when they're I don't want to go to school anymore <laughs> yeah. so far so good yeah well I think perhaps once upon a time the idea of homeschooling would have been like woohoo now they'll be like no don't do it yeah. to us <laughs> yeah. probably be grateful to be at school now yeah that's nice definitely and I guess as well it gives you that time that you've got you know you've got baby time um one-on-one and then when they're home they've got you and you know it's not it's not quite so much of a juggle although I know you've got this slight struggle with naps and school runs which I think is a big one for a lot of parents well he's sort of eight he's eight months now so most of the time he's still on three naps a day um three one hour one hour 15 minutes a day um Brilliant. sometimes I'll go for a really long nap in the morning so I think he's sort of transitioning from three to two but at the yeah. moment I'm trying to keep it to three because it just mm-hmm. suits better at the moment yeah. um and so for example today it was this is typical life getting in the way my husband <laughs> was on a night shift he got in at quarter past five Rafe started waking at half five mm-hmm. the Joe's trying to go to sleep and I thought I really can't leave him moaning today so I had to get him up at half five. So then, of course, it throws my whole day out because I've yeah. I've lost half an hour of his sleep already. Um, mm. And then I had to try and stretch it to the school run, which was at half eight. So already he's totally overtired. I literally laid mm. him in his buggy and he fell asleep straight. <laughs> he fell asleep straight no. off, exhausted. Um, so yeah, that's difficult because then his last nap of the day is usually sort of like four till five. But then if we're going out in the buggy at three, I have to try and sort of keep him awake to try and yeah, until <laughs> he gets yeah. home because otherwise it puts bedtime out. So yeah, that's a bit of a challenge at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a common one. I hear a lot from people going, oh, I, you know, as well since um, the world locked down, lots of parents have gone right. I'm going to do this now because I don't yeah. have these things to trip me up. But um, I think on the whole, it can be a challenge with you know you either want them to go to sleep and it's school on time and then not going on the go or they are going on the go and you want them to stay awake and it's that sort of juggle but I think something you said earlier rings true which is is actually it's not for long before you're into a new phase again yeah Um, it just goes so quickly and it shifts again yeah and it won't be long before he moves on to two and you'll find that the timing's probably yeah because actually that's my favorite bit when they go to two naps I I feel like I can get more done um I'm not as like stuck in the house as much because Mm. as much as I like to think oh yeah they can nap when they're out I do that and then the next day I instantly regret it (laughs) really just don't get the start or something like the other day we went to uh the beach in the evening yeah um, and we went after his naps. We got down there about sort of like half five and spent the evening there. And of course, you're enjoying yourself. So come seven, when he should be in his cot asleep, we're yeah. still on the beach. And then the next oh. day, we should be horrendous. Um, oh. But again, I feel comfortable knowing that's what it is. Yes, like, exactly. You know, that I think it's that's in your why. control. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and again, like <laughs> the early wake ups, I know that's because he's not napping well at the moment because yeah. I'm trying to work it out around school runs and stuff yeah 
it's which is lovely. isn't it knowing yeah just, just knowing like it, it's and like, knowing okay. there's nothing i'm doing wrong yeah uh, exactly but I still, well it, it i still get cross at myself because i'm just that way inclined <laughs> but i get annoyed thinking oh i should know what i'm doing like i know this is what it should be doing but i still have those days where i'm like i've done it all with three kids i should mm. i know he should be having these naps and i'm still not i still haven't got it sus some days but it's no different to like when we i don't know don't exercise or eat yeah, exactly. terrible food and then we complain about our physic a physical yeah. state and then we go well you know what i need to do <laughs> doesn't yeah, mean exactly. we always you know common sense isn't always common practice but i think um you know i sometimes you've got to make those decisions and like you said you're obviously having a lovely time as a family um at the beach of an evening we don't always we don't get particularly lots of opportunity to do that in this country you want to make the most of it and you know it, it happens to all of us we we did this um not long ago and ended up back so late which is not like me you know you can imagine i'm pretty on the board yes. <laughs> but even with my two one's coming up um eight the other's nine and um you'd think they could handle a bit of a late night but my goodness we we made the choice and i was sort of telling myself that yeah, but it's okay every now and again it's all right and we've had a lovely lovely time oh my gosh the next mm. morning so they're normally in bed by 7 30 and 8 and it was more like nine half nine um <laughs> and this was a big one off for the weekend it was a saturday um but they were up at five, half five five half five and people, people don't get it. I'm there going, yep, there you go, because they had a late yeah. night. And there they are, ping, bright and early. And it just um, takes days to get it back as yeah, well. It does. It really yeah. does, which is why if I do it occasionally, and then that happens, I go, this is why I don't do it. Because it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's not worth it. You've, you've got to be prepared to pay the price. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's a trade-off, isn't it? Like, if I let them stay up yeah. late night, they're going to be awful for the next two days. Yeah yeah and it's catching up and yeah that's just it so i think sometimes you've got to weigh it up and go like is this evening or is this event sort of you know is it worth it and sometimes it will be and you'll go yep it is it's yeah. once in a year it's definitely worth it i will pay the price other times i go oh no it's not worth it <laughs> yeah or like i won't bit i won't do it two weeks in a row now anymore because no. it's, just, it's just extreme otherwise yeah um yeah. occasionally we'll keep the boys up late if we're sort of like having like drinks with our friends on a Friday and all the kids are playing. Um, yeah. That'll be like a nine o'clock finish. Um, yeah. And yeah, and then the whole weekend, it's just hard work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but at least you know that. You're making an informed decision when you choose yeah, to stay up late. Um, oh, why are they kicking off today? Or I think I know it's because they're tired because they yeah. haven't got enough sleep. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. And I think that's a really good message actually for people who don't don't really know that because it's again you know this from um work we did early on and from practice mm. and from having the three but a lot of people don't know that and they're scratching their heads going oh why is my child up at this time every morning or why is this happening or why are they behaving like this and actually a lot of the time it's because they just need to go to bed earlier and that yeah and it's not just a lot. baby thing like you know nice. Felix is nearly seven Seb's nearly five they still if if they are being particularly hard work that day like if I, it's that classic are you tired no I'm not tired <laughs> oh no, of course you're not um I won't even tell them I'm putting them to bed early I pretend I'm like right it's bedtime and I'll put them to bed at like six knowing they won't yeah. fall asleep half six but at least I've got an extra half an hour in 
like and just yeah. sort of like sneak it in because if I say to them you're going to bed early I just get an argument from that as well so mm-hmm. I just sort it's of amazing sneak, how yeah no it's amazing how just starting that routine and just getting right you, know, you go you start those bedtime routine steps getting yeah. ready for bed getting washed doing the teeth and they just sort of go through it regardless of what time it is and yeah just, and I think I've been a bit, a bit more flexible with the routine as again as I felt more confident with it so yeah. I feel it's so I would like bath him religiously every night um and some days like now the boys are a bit older I'm like oh well you don't have to have a bath but we'll still go up early and read a book and we'll yeah. still so they still got used to the fact that that's what we do before bed um yeah and when now I feel a bit more confident in it um they it's still a routine so it's one one of two routines that they have yeah 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 not every step is needed when they get older and and they yeah. get more independent with it as well don't they um and getting ready and yeah and you can say i like go and brush your teeth and put your jammies on i'll you know i'll come up yeah. in a minute and yeah it does get easier there is light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> oh definitely definitely recently mine have got to the stage where they they don't want help now they want to go off and have a shower on their own and I'm, yeah this is another big leap forward i'm not having to, to you know walk them through it all quite soon yeah or quite often Felix will just want to read on his own which is lovely he just yeah. go up to bed earlier and, and he's got his little torch his book light and he'll read on his own and yeah. and he's so good he he won't he won't take the mick he will turn his light off and he'll go to sleep when he knows it's time to go to bed so yeah I think he's just they just appreciate sleep <laughs> yeah that's good that's good well it's because they've they've been getting it and they know obviously it feels good and I think it's crazy how you know little ones they're not they don't deprive themselves of it on purpose it's often just that they don't know how to get it and Mm. boys know how so they appreciate it like you say it's good yeah they do and if and even if they're tired and we can't you know things are in the in the way that we can't do an early bedtime we would just have like chill out time so we'll all watch a film together or something and just try and yeah. I don't know calm down a lot earlier in the day just so we're mm. not active up until seven o'clock at night mm. Mm. Yeah, but you know I love good. sticking film on <laughs> yeah definitely oh you've done amazingly I'm so impressed oh, thank how, you. you know juggling the three and and the different twists and turns I think it's yeah it's really interesting and I, I love that you um so openly will share that you know the highs and the lows and the realities um it's comforting I think for other mums and um to be able to relate to a real person that's not just show, sharing their highlight reel all the time um but the you know the, the reality if you could leave our listeners with one you know your best bit of parting wisdom from your experience of a mum of three you know for somebody who's either facing that juggle or or even at the early stages what would what would you what what would you be your message to leave them with I think just to to be easy on yourself like yeah no one's a superhero I don't get it right every day um there are times where I lose my patience and I shout at the kids and they don't remember five minutes after they've 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 forgotten and it's I'm you're as mum you're human as well and it's so easy sort of because we're just conditionedly told you must this must feel natural to you you must be maternal but actually it it is all consuming sometimes and you know if you're having a bad day sometimes if I've cried by 10 o'clock in the morning I think it's just one of those days I'm going to write it off 
tomorrow is a new day and and then the next day it might be a lovely day and I might have one of those perfect parenting days um and just when it happens and it's perfect soak it all up and when you're having one of those days where it's not going right it might be their mood it might be our mood just just to write it off and and not be hard on yourself because no one's perfect <laughs> no brilliant brilliant words I think yeah we do we we criticize and beat ourselves up way too much and I heard a brilliant line recently um which was that would you know how would you feel if somebody else talked to you the way you talk to yourself so those mm. sort of mean things you say about yourself if somebody was saying those to your face you would be like mortified yeah, so that's actually really if it's not okay for someone else to say those things to you why is it okay for you to say those things to you because yeah, and I always use that about the way I speak to my friends like if a mum friend was to phone me and say like oh I've ruined the dinner and this happened then this happened then I forgot that on the way to the school I would turn around to her and say stop it like you're a brilliant yeah. mum like but yeah. you don't say those things to yourself so I think sort of talk to yourself Definitely. the way you would a friend <laughs> turn it around yeah yeah I think that's great advice definitely and I think it will it, it can change the way you feel every single day if you just tweak that way you yeah the way you treat yourself definitely oh amazing what brilliant wisdom from an amazing <laughs> mum of three sometimes Thank it's you. in there <laughs> yes it definitely is it's always in there <laughs> you just get so overwhelmed sometimes by everything else you do I'm sure oh thank you so so much for joining us and having this chat today oh, so 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 lovely um really appreciate it and um we'll we'll pop a link in our um notes as well so people can find your amazing profile on instagram oh, and you should definitely check out gina's instagram she's just so honest and so straight talking and i think it's refreshing and like i said it's reassuring to know that you know you're not alone as a mum so yeah gina thank you so so much Thanks for tuning in to this episode. We hope you found it insightful and we invite you to connect with us via our website, thesleepnanny.com. Join us for more tips on the Sleep Nanny podcast and look out for another episode of Sleep Talking.